Welcome to the Hope United Podcast, where we're creating a culture of worship, family, and discipleship. We hope this message challenges, inspires, and gives you hope today. If you like this podcast, remember to share and subscribe. Right. Uh, I'm excited today um, because uh, I get to speak with my dad. So will you please put your hands together and welcome my father, Apostle Swilly. Thank you. Thank you. I had a a good friend um, call me and said, you don't introduce yourself. And so some people might not know you. So I I just want to say, I'm Pastor Joshua. I'm one of the lead pastors here at Hope United. And we're happy to have you here. If it's your first time, we have a QR code on the screen. You can scan that code. You can get to know us. We'd like to get to know you. We'd like to connect with you. And a faith journey is so powerful when you do it together with others that are excited about the journey as well. Before we get into the message today, let's let's pray. God, I thank you, Father, for all that you're doing, God, with our children. God, thank you for what you're doing with our families. And thank you for what you're doing personally in our lives. God, you know exactly where we are in our journey. Some of us are on the mountain. Some of us are in the valley. But you know. And so I thank you, God, that you speak to us, God, in a powerful and profound way today. And elevate us. God, cause us to be successful in the life that you've given us. In Jesus' name, everybody said? Amen. 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 Well, I'm uh, really excited to have our friends from Michigan City, Pastor Dave Gargano and Casey. Would y'all stand up and just let us. Amen. And, and my good friend from the, the soccer field, Leslie Ann, would you stand Leslie! up? From our soccer team, our, our winning soccer team, which we won five to zero yesterday. We're crushing it. Um, so. I don't know what that has to do with today's message. But I, don't, I don't know. Maybe you're going to crush it in your week. Yeah, right. That's right. And, and maybe you have a hat trick <laughs> like uh, Christian did. Three Christian, goals. Okay. Yeah, Christian had another hat trick okay. uh, Saturday. Um, so today we're talking about increased capacity. What, what has that series really been stirring in you? Well, Pastor Dave and I were talking the other day. If you, if you hang around people that have a greater capacity than you or they have a greater capacity in certain areas, something happens to you. There's a synergy that that's just incredible. And it's like um, uh, hanging out with Pastor Dave and KC. Uh, like the, the QR code, yeah. this inviting people, guys, it – if you will increase your capacity of thinking when you go to a restaurant, when you go to a gas station, when you go to a soccer game, wherever you are, God puts you there. And you you think your capacity is this, but it's much more than that. And the church up there where they were blessed the night before last with 37 inches of snow. So before, wow. before you complain about today, uh, <coughs> yeah. It was several thousand dollars in front-end loaders just to clear the parking lot so people could come to church. Uh, On Christmas, on on New Year's Eve service, 
in one of his campuses, 97 people came to the Lord in one service. Now, how did that happen? Everybody realized they had increased capacity. And there's something to share. We have something to share. And uh, I, I, I love this series because it's challenged me. Just, just, just say this. I was made for more. And I think God wants to do greater things this year. And that's what we've been talking about yeah. with the concept of increased capacity is that God wants to do greater things. But for us to really walk in those greater things, we have to grow. We have to stretch our capacity to be able to hold those things, to be able to steward those things. So this is, in essence, what God is saying. I want to give you more. I want to bless you with more. I want to increase your ability to be a witness. I want to increase your ability to uh, have great relationships. I want to increase your ability to have love and, and, and to have joy and to have the finances that you need. But I have to stretch you. You, you, yeah. you have to grow this year. So that's growing and stretching is a very important part of increasing in our capacity. And I wanted to go to Matthew 15, if you'll go there with me. Yeah. Matthew 15, 29. And it says, Jesus returned to the Sea of Galilee and climbed a hill and sat down. And a vast crowd brought to him people that were lame, blind, crippled, those who couldn't speak, and many others. And they laid their hands, uh, laid them before Jesus, and he healed them all. The crowd was amazed, and those who hadn't been able to speak were talking. The crippled were made well, the lame were walking, and the blind could see again. And they all praised the God of Israel. And then Jesus called his disciples and told them, I feel sorry for these people. They've been here with me for three days, and they have nothing left to eat. I don't want to send them away hungry, or they'll faint along the way. And the disciples replied, where will we get enough food in the wilderness for such a large crowd? And Jesus asked, well, how much bread do you have? And they replied, seven loaves and a few small fish. So Jesus told the people to sit down on the ground. Then he took the seven loaves and the fish, thanked God for them, broke them into pieces, and he gave them to the disciples who distributed the food to the crowd. And they all ate as much as they wanted. And afterwards, the disciples picked up seven large baskets of leftover food. And there were 4,000 men who were fed that day in addition to all the women and children. Then Jesus sent the people home. And he got into his boat and crossed over into the region of Magdala. Um, Now, there's so many people that Jesus touched that day. And scripture tells us it's a vast crowd. And I want to tell you. There's many people, there's many more people than you realize that That's God right. wants you to touch. Um, you know, John Maxwell says an, a person's average life, an average person's life, they touch 10,000 people. Yeah. So how much more, because I know that everybody in this room is an average, um, how many more people does God want you to touch in your the lifetime? There's a vast crowd. There are many people that God wants to touch through you. And um, there's a vast amount of people in the city to be reached. There's a vast amount of people uh, in your circles of influence that need to be reached. And Jesus saw the vastness of the need and the vastness of the people, and he began meeting needs. It's important for us to start where you are. Who's around you? Who is it that God is moving on your spirit to touch and to help and maybe to bring healing or Maybe God wants to move 
with a miracle through you. Um, the prayer over the children this morning is so significant. They're teachers. Yeah. Um, there was a little boy, a true story, a little boy who grew up in a, in a very turbulent household. He had eight stepfathers. By the time he was 15, every drug, including heroin, he had tried, which led him to commit suicide. By the grace of God, God brought him back. And so much trauma. He had dads throwing through plate glass windows, try to kill him. But there was an increased capacity in this man. The trauma of his childhood was so great, he could never venture more than 10 miles or 20 miles from his house. He lived with anxiety and fear. Everybody put your hand right here and say, but there is a greater capacity in me. And whatever's happened to me will not limit me. Stand up, Pastor Dave. This is that man. And, and if you go to Prime Video, is that right? Prime Video? Am Amazon Prime Video? There's a movie about him and the pastor, his prison pastor's life, and it's called, pardon my grace, over a, over a million people have already seen it. But that capacity was in a little child, like those children back there in our room. There's capacity in me. I think God wants to show us that there's more than just what we think. Something interesting happens after Jesus had done all yeah. these miracles. And I want to I wanna tell you there's, there's something more. Sometimes we just want God to fix us. Yeah. But God is saying there's more than just me fixing you. Exactly. I want to increase your ability exactly right. to, to be a blessing to others. So after the crippled had walked and after the lame had spoke and the deaf had heard and the blind had saw, after all these miracles happened and the people were excited and they were praising God, it says Jesus still felt sorry for the people. I thought that was there was more. An interesting nuance that Jesus still felt sorry for them after he performed all these miracles they, because they had been with him for three days and they had nothing left to eat. After all the miracles Jesus performed, he still felt sorry for them. And Jesus recognized there was a lack among the people and it moved him. I want to tell you that, that God sees the lack. If there's any lack in your life today, God sees it. God sees it. knows it's there. And it said that Jesus felt sorry for the people because of the lack. He was moved with compassion. And so God sees the lack in your life, and it moves him. God sees the lack in other people around you, and it moves him. So Jesus felt this sense of compassion because they had nothing left to eat. That's right. We need to be moved by compassion, right, for each other. We need to be moved for compassion for people that are outside of our circle. 
outside of our four walls, right? So we're moved, we should be moved when we see lack. It's not just enough to be moved with compassion when we see sickness, when we see spiritual oppression in somebody's life, but also when we see lack. There's so many people that testimony that could have gone a completely different way. The testimony that Jeremy said, him getting let go. Right. Um, But there is a compassion that God wants to release in us when we see lack. In this subject, son, that you um, picked about hunger, I, I can't tell you how God wants you to stay hungry and the enemy wants you to not be hungry. These people were so hungry. Pete, let's, let's break it down to where it really is. If they had been able to go home and eat at night, they wouldn't have been hungry. These, these people, for those of you that love 45-minute services, these people, <laughs> that was called just a shameless shot right there. That's good. They've been following him for three days and, and had just now come to the, Jesus had now just, who is totally aware, they're hungry. They were sleeping on the ground. How hungry are you? That testimony that Jeremy gave this morning just made me more hungry to follow God. That whenever something happens, God's got something better. God has something better. Or this wouldn't have ended. This ended so I can get something better. And uh, that is exhibit A of increased capacity. Yeah. So Jesus... He's there. He begins to talk to his disciples and say, uh, I don't want to send them away hungry. Um, they were they were hungry, and, and Jesus was worried that they would faint. Right. Um, and the ones that were closest to Jesus, his disciples said, well, where will we get enough food in the wilderness? Um, and I just, I just thought about how many people are going through a wilderness, and you're wondering, where am I going to get the food? What, where am I going to get the, the supply, the resources that I need? Where am I going to get in this desert place, this desert season of my life? You're asking this question. Is that, that's, that's what it says when it means a wilderness. It's like a really arid region. It's like, where are we going to get food around here? And so I think sometimes we go through seasons and we ask, where am I going to get the resources to do the dream that God has given me? Where am I going to – I'm – in a position of lack right now and I'm in the middle of a wilderness how is this going to play out and sometimes we think um, how could I really think about being a blessing to others and providing for others when I myself am in lack and I'm going through a desert season so I'm sure the disciples were hungry too right, right? Of course. it doesn't say that but it's everybody had run out of food so I'm sure the disciples food supply had run out and, and Jesus trying to elevate their thinking and elevate their faith and increase their capacity. And the disciples were asking, where are we going to get food in the wilderness? I want you to understand that God is speaking to you in whatever area that your life is in lack. If you're going through a wilderness, if you've been asking, where is the food? Where are the resources? I'm about to show you what Jesus said. Jesus said to them, and he's trying to give them a new train of thought. He says, he starts this by asking a question. He says, 
What's in your hand? Exactly right. What's in your hand? We've all heard, you know, what's in your wallet. <laughs> Jesus says, what's in your hand? Show me what you have right now that I can work with, that I can bless. Um, and, 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 and this is the question today. If you're going through a wilderness, if you have lack in your life, what is currently in your hands? See, the disciples didn't see it. He needed to increase their capacity, increase their thinking, because they looked and they said, well, all we got is seven loaves. All we got is a few small fish. You know, he said, how much bread do you have in the 70s? That, that word was, that word meant money, right? Exactly. How much bread do you how much how much bread do you have in your hands? And he said he said I can work with that. That's enough. What you have in your hands, that's enough. When God touches it, when God gets on it, it's enough. So what do you have? What resources do you have in your hands? Because God wants to take that and he wants to multiply it. The thing that scares the enemy the greatest is the word becoming flesh. And I'm all about how many scriptures you can quote. I want to know about how many scriptures you can live. How many scriptures are acting, are manifesting in your life. And I, I Pete, I'm not forgetting. He gave $200. And God gave him back $22,000. Uh, I remember, AJ, we were down at just the men. We were, praying one of the brothers i didn't know anything i don't even think you know anything but god said bless this man you blessed him and aj blessed him and i there was such a miracle that happened just by somebody realizing increased capacity my little casey grew up in a family no believers how many of you got some folks in your family? You want to increase your capacity of bringing your family members to the Lord. Let me see. Let me see. Yeah, 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 yeah. This girl that grew up wanted to go to church. They wouldn't take her. But she had this hunger. It goes back to that. And when God completely saved her, they have to now save the whole front row just for her family. I'm here to tell you, he can do things. He wants to increase your capacity today. I believe this is how we get from lack, right, to plenty. This is how we go from wilderness to the promised land and get from low provision or no provision to provision. What's in your hand? We're so focused on what's not in our hand. Good word. We're not focused enough on what God has placed in our hand, what God has allowed to be in our hand. Yep. And say, how can God multiply this? Whatever you have in your hand that seems insufficient is more than enough once more God enough. touches it. It's more Whatever that is in your hand that seems insufficient, it's more than enough when God touches it. Jesus asked, how much bread do you have? They say seven loaves and a few small fish, and Jesus gets to work. And he has everybody sit down. Yep. Jesus begins to break and share the bread and the fish that they do have. Good we talked about at the beginning of this series about the power of sharing. 
the blessing. When we begin to share and we begin to sow, that's when we see the multiplication. We don't see the multiplication before we begin to break it and share it and sow it. And so Jesus, in order to increase capacity, begins to break and share what little provision is there. I want you to understand the multiplication did not happen until he began to share it. When we begin to share the provision, God begins to multiply the provision. And this is literally what happens in the story. When Jesus begins to share it, God begins to multiply it. When we begin to share it, God begins to multiply it. When we begin to understand how to sow and how to share, God begins to multiply it. Something activates. So when you begin to share the provision, God will begin to multiply the provision. If you don't trust God enough to begin to sow and begin to share, you're you're not going to see how multiplication works. But we see this pattern over and over in Scripture. If we can share, if we can have the faith to sow, God will bless and God will multiply. You know, my my mind goes back. You'll remember this, buddy. And Bill, you remember this. It was a night at the Coburn Conference Center. God just brought this thing back to me. And something happened. It was it was just supernatural that we just started to share with one another. And what people had in their storage, what people had in their garage, what people had in their house that they weren't using. There were miracles, hundreds of miracles that were met that night by just God's people sharing. And I just feel like, man, God could, God wants to bless this body through this body. And if you've got something you're not using, you need to give it away. You need to sow it. If you've got something, well, I want to one day, don't one day bless somebody now. I think we come to this, you know, they ate as much as they wanted Afterwards, there were seven baskets of leftovers. Seven baskets. With God, there's always more than enough. Look at somebody and say, with God, there's always more than enough. With God, more than enough. We have to get to that point. We have to remember that side of God, that God is not a God of lack. God is a God of plenty. And he's a God of more than enough. So after they fed 4,000 people, and women and children with just seven loaves and a few small fish. They have seven baskets left over. Then and only then did Jesus send the people home. He only sent them home after they had experienced having more than enough. More Once than Jesus enough. revealed his glory through provision, he sent the people home. The last thing he wanted them to see before he sent them home was provision. He did a lot of great things that day. Yep. He did a lot of great things over the last three days. Healing, miracles, signs and wonders. But he wanted to leave them with the thought, I am a God that provides. The the, the last lesson that he left them with, the last example, object lesson, illustration that he gives them is, I'm a God of more than enough. I'm a God that provides. Our God, our Messiah, is more than enough. So he is a God of provision, and there is abundance in everything he touches. 
everything. Would you bow your heads with me for a second? Come on, pray for him, buddy. Absolutely. I believe that no matter what you're going through in your life, um, whatever lack that you might be experiencing, mm -hmm. I want to speak to you today that our God is a God of more than enough. More than enough. God wants to touch any area of lack. If you say, man, I feel alone in this season. Yeah. I have a lack of relationships. Yeah. He wants to bless you in that area. He wants to put his abundance. He wants to put his plenty on you. If you're going through a season, you just feel like you're down or depressed. Come he on. wants to give you joy yes, he does. instead of mourning. This morning. He wants to give you happiness back. That's right. Wherever the lack is. Maybe there's a lack of provision. God wants to put his plenty on wherever you have lack. So, God, I thank you, Lord, for each and every person that's here. Come on. God, I pray that you would bless them. Father, everything you touch multiplies. All the good that's right. things in our life as you get involved begins to multiply. So, God, I thank you, Lord, that you would not leave not one person in lack. God, as people are praying, as people are thinking about whatever it is that they've been wrestling with and they've been struggling with in this season, God, I pray that you would put your abundance on it. In Jesus' name. And as heads are bowed, maybe you say, Pastor, I'm not where I need to be with Jesus. Come on. I just have to say this. I just have to pray this before you have to. we Absolutely. go. Maybe you say, Pastor, I've kind of drifted in my relationship with Jesus, and I need to reconnect. Or maybe you say, Pastor, I'm not sure if I ever really had a relationship with Jesus. Like I said, yes to him. I've been around people of faith. I've been around church stuff. But I've never really had the opportunity myself to say yes to Jesus. That's you. Either one of those. If you feel like I've drifted, if you feel like I've never really said yes to him. Just slip up your hand. I want to pray with you right where you are today. Amen. 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 Yes. Something so powerful about saying yes to Jesus today. Absolutely. If you slipped up your hand, I want you to say this prayer with me. And everybody that agrees with this, you can say this prayer too. Jesus, Jesus. thank you for loving me. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for loving me thank you for loving before me. I even knew how to love you. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you for taking my sins away. I'm sorry for the times I missed the mark. I'm sorry for the times I sinned and failed. I recognize I need you in my life. I need you to walk with me. I need you to give me strength. I need you to give me guidance. So I can live a life like you. So I can live a life like you. So I can live a life, live a life that, pleases the Father. that pleases the Father. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Everybody said. Amen. Come on, let's give God the praise today. Thanks again for listening. If you like this podcast, remember to share and subscribe. For more information or to connect with us, go to hopeunited.church. And remember, if God is with you, you will be undefeated.